You're listening to the Transform Your Life podcast, where we talk about everything that you need to know to live your life happy, healthy, and whole. We talk about everything from pop culture to current events or just things that you've always been curious about every Tuesday in order to help you get the information you need to live your best life. Here's your host, Dr. Malika. been a minute, but I am glad to be back here on Transforming Your Life with Dr. Malika. And it's been a minute since we've talked. And so, so much has happened. And I thought that the best topic to really come back and introduce and discuss with the audience is dealing with recovering from 2020. I really do feel like we're all in a recovery period. Like we went through the most traumatic experience that you can think of on top of another traumatic experience, on top of another traumatic experience. And we're all just trying to figure out how do we get back to a sense of normalcy? And I know it's hard to even really say that considering we're still in the middle of COVID, like it hasn't gone anywhere. And even though it seems like the world is opening back up outside, the accurate analysis that we really should be having is that we're still in the middle of it and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. So how do we rebound from that? And in the show notes, you'll see I talked about the fact that 2020 was a year that even if we have the most creative imagination, we could not have thought up what 2020 was. It started with the death for me. This is how I define the year. It started for me with the death of Kobe Bryant. Um, anyone who knows me knows that I am a huge, huge Lakers fan. I've been a Lakers fan since I was seven years old. So you're talking about 40, 40, going on 41 years of me being a fan of one basketball team. It basically defined my fandom of sports because I grew up walking distance from the forum. And I remember the rookie season Um, of Magic Johnson and Lakers winning the championship. And that very much defined for me my um, love of sports. It started with basketball. I'm also a huge Dodgers fan. Um, I do like football and other sports, but for me, the two that are my faves, top top two would be basketball and then then baseball. So that for me was, it was a catastrophic blow. I will just be honest. It was as if I lost someone that I knew personally because we felt like Kobe belonged to us. And for me, it was a hard journey to get to that place. I was not a fan of his in the beginning. It took a minute. He had to earn. He had to earn that for me. And so to go through all of that and to have earned that, I feel like the loss really hit. It was just a blow. And it just seemed like after that, it was just one thing after another, after another. There was so much loss. There was so much disconnection. There was so much that we were dealing with that, let's just be real, 2020 literally became a four-digit punchline. It's like you use 2020, it's almost as if it's the punchline to a bad joke. And it's very much synonymous with struggle and things that 
are so surreal that you have to laugh to not cry. That is what 2020 became. And we also saw the highlighting of other issues in this country that we try to ignore that could no longer be ignored because a pandemic laid it out. So it wasn't just enough that we were dealing with a pandemic, but we also had to deal with the racial issues, racial injustice that are not new, but it just seemed like one after the other, after the other from Breonna Taylor. I guess we will start with, start with Ahmaud, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor to George Floyd, which was kind of like the tipping point for the country. And those things were highlighted. And although we can look at 2020 as this absurd punchline, we have to look at the impact it had on our collective mental health. It was real. It was real. When they did statistic analysis, statistical analysis in June of last year, what they found was that 40% of adults in the U.S. reported that they were struggling with their mental health or some types of substance use issues. And that was according to the Centers for Disease Control. The rates for anxiety and depression were three to four times more than they had been reported in 2019. So we oftentimes looked at the fact that the pandemic stopped us from being able to get up and leave our houses and do the things that we did on a regular basis that we often took for granted, like grocery shopping, going to the gym, you know, those things that are simple, but became complicated during a pandemic. But what we ignored was it also disrupted our go-to coping skills. The things that we were able to do to cope with the bad things that we saw in life, the racial injustices. It's hard to do that when you have restrictions when it comes to your ability to interact with other people. And let's just be real. For me, one of my coping skills or go-to things was being able to go to the gym on a regular basis. I've often talked about the fact that boxing is my go-to workout regimen. And I will go to the gym and relieve any stress I have on the heavy bag, or I will spar um, with my coach or with one of the other um, gym members. And that's a way for me to release my stress and to cope with things in a healthy manner. That was disrupted because of the pandemic. And because that was disrupted, we often were struggling to find replacements that we could do in the confines of our home. And in the beginning, because of the shock and the disbelief of what we were dealing with, and a lot of us believing that this was going to end sooner than later, we said, okay, we'll put it off. I won't worry about it right now. Things will change in a month. Things will change in two months. And here we are almost a year later and things have not really changed that much. And so we neglected things that were really, really important. We really can't take for granted the mental health impact that 2020 had on the society at large. And when I say society, we'll just say global. I know that the statistics that I have are for the United States, but I guarantee globally that these issues are very much similar. We have to understand 
that the statistical figures of those who are going to therapy actually increased. I know personally, I gained more clients during the pandemic simply because number one, telehealth was available and it allowed clinicians to be able to take on more clients because they don't have to physically have them in the same location to be able to do the therapy if necessary. But it also was necessity for those who were seeking help. They no longer could run away from their issues because when you're sitting in your house and you really can't interact with a lot of people, especially if you live alone and don't have a lot of family contact in the home, you cannot run away from your issues. And so those things were highlighted. And it also highlighted the fact that there was some resilience that needed to be built that every person may not have realized they did not have. And so I think that that was one of the things that came from 2020. So I want to take a break and then I want to come back and talk about a couple of things for this episode. I want to talk about how we build the resilience, how we build that bounce back, that rebound that we are needing. And then I also want to give some tips on projecting forward. What do we do now? What is our life going to look like now? Because it's no longer this going to be the same. Even when outside opens back up completely, when the herd immunity has been created through vaccination, that does not mean things go back to normal. And so we need to talk about what do we do now, post-COVID, what does that look like? So be back in just a second here on the Transforming Your Life podcast. Welcome back to the pod. So we're talking about rebounding from 2020, that four-digit punchline. And I wanted to talk about resilience. So let's give it some definition so that people can understand, so that you can understand exactly what we're saying. Because one of the things we found found out with 2020 was that dealing with the difficulties that came with the year also brought us opportunities to build resilience, which means, yes, there was adversities, but the opportunity was there for us to build our resilience. So resilience has very many, uh, has a lot of facets to it. And here are some, some really interesting ways to look at it. It's often described as the ability to bounce back from life's failures, the stresses, the traumas, So resilience is needed in what we're dealing with right now. What I want to highlight is the fact that in order to build the bounce back, you have to have failures, stresses, or traumas. There has to be bad in order to build the bounce back. It's often said that you learn more lessons in failure. I often believe that the bad builds us with the skills and the tools that we need to navigate in the good. And that is what happens with resilience. The bad situations allow you to build that. You don't build resilience in good times. You build it in bad times. And I really want to highlight that. I think that that is very, very important. 
Resilience also involves tapping into your inner strength, continuing on your path, even though there's obstacles and challenges. We know that 2020 in itself was a year full of obstacles and challenges. It probably felt like you were dodging every day something different. And I want you to understand that that is when you were tapping into the strength that some of you didn't even realize that you had. You wouldn't have been able to do that had it not been for the adversity that you were dealing with. You didn't know that you could move past and not really move past, but move through and live through losing a loved one unexpectedly to something that you had never heard of prior to the end of 2019. You wouldn't have known that had that situation not occurred. And no one wants to lose a loved one. No one wants to deal with adversity and loss. No one wants to deal with losing their job. No one wants to deal with reduction in in, in hours, dealing with how are you going to eat, Those things were all things that happened because of the circumstances of 2020. And you would not have known how you could handle it if you wouldn't have gone through it. That is where the resilience shows up. Resilience is also tolerating discomfort and painful emotions, knowing that there is something for you on the other side of this, that you're building something on the other side of this that is going to be better and stronger than what it was before. You probably would have said to yourself, this is not the way that I want to do it. But that situation built a strength, an inner strength in you that if you can make it through this, you can make it through anything. And one last definition or or facet I will give you for resilience is that it has been found that it is this ability that consists of strength, purpose, and pleasure. There's a strength to go through what you're going through. There is a redefining of your purpose. And there is also finding ways to see pleasure when you might've ignored or taken for granted that pleasure was there. And so those things I think are all facets of resilience and are important. And how do we build that? How do we do the resilience work to strengthen it? One of the things you have to understand, number one, is you have to keep going. You cannot allow yourself to stop because stopping and not going through the situation does not allow for you to build resilience. You're going to have to keep moving. Even if the pace is slow, you have to keep pushing forward. When you can feel strong enough to handle daily life and extreme challenges, when you feel you have a clear focus and direction for your life, when you deeply enjoy experiences and events that satisfy you, resilience is within your grasp. You have to keep moving and keep pressing. 
The next thing I will say, you have to practice acceptance. According to Jeffrey Sumber, who's a psychotherapist, an author, and a teacher, resilience is linked to acceptance. He has been quoted as saying, when I accept that things, people, and emotions come and go, it allows me to bend like the reed in the wind, and I am a part of the world, not a person whom the world is acting upon. This is the opposite of you believing that the world is a bad place and bad things are happening to you and you are a victim. Acceptance says, I'm staying in the present and I'm, ex- I'm separating fear from my ego and I'm operating from my authentic self or essence of who I am. And when I use ego in this sense, I use ego in the psychological sense, the Freudian sense, right? We know the components of the psyche, according to Freud, are the id, the ego, and the superego. We know the id is our pleasure center. We know the superego is our moral center. And we know the ego, I like to say, is the referee between the two. It's the balance. It's the objective part of ourself. And we have to operate in that authentic place. You are connected, if you believe in higher powers or something bigger than you, you believe you're connected to something greater than yourself. But you also have to realize that the greatness also lies within you. And you have to be able to accept you, warts and all, for who you are. Know your strengths. This is really important. I think sometimes when we're in tough situations, it allows us to question whether or not we have the strength to deal with what we're going through. You may look at and say, I have a whole host of weaknesses and flaws, but you may not see that your strengths are what have allowed you to achieve and accomplish in spite of those flaws. So it's really important to identify what they are. You need to know what they are. And during difficult times, that is when you need to lean into them. If you know that being focused in times of adversity is a strength that you have, lean into that. Because one of your weaknesses may be that you're emotional. And so you don't have the luxury in a lot of tough situations to be emotional. Lean into your strength of being hyper-focused during tough times because that will help you navigate what you're going through. Understand that failure is also key. So I've already talked about the fact that failure is where we learn the best lessons. We have to understand that the failure is where you learn the biggest information, pieces of information that you can help underscore your resilience. The sting of rejection lets you know that it's not as bad as what you thought it was because you were able to to overcome that and move on. Most people will say they don't like to be rejected but they will be able to tell you situations in which they were, which lets you know that 
they don't like that feeling of being rejected, but they were not destroyed because of the rejection. So you have to have the failures, the, the, the losses, you have to have the downtimes in order to learn the lessons. And that's really important. Make sure that you're seeking help. Resilience is not about you being strong as an individual. You have to be able to connect to others, ask for help, have a support system, have mentors, however you want to construct this. But you need to be able to access others during difficult times. I'm always a proponent for counseling. I feel like counseling is not just because you may be dealing with a psychological issue, but it also helps you build resilience, talk things out, get perspective when you're dealing with tough situations. So you definitely want to find others outside of your situation to make sure that you're leaning on them during those tough times. Do not try to be an island of yourself because doing that is not going to help you at all. It's going to be more destructive than constructive. And the last thing I want to make lead, lead you with, actually, I'm going to give you two more tips. Focus on your self-care. This is really important. You know I'm a big proponent for self-care. Resilience is based on your ability to care for yourself during those tough times. You can't allow yourself to be taken down by other issues during difficult situations. You can't be dealing with a pandemic and then not get enough sleep, not be eating well, not be exercising, not carve out time for yourself to have just you time on top of it. Because what happens is you exacerbate the issue of dealing with the pandemic and the stresses that come with that. Not getting enough sleep will not have you at your peak that you need to be at in order to deal with what you're going through. So self-care is really, really important. And the last thing I'll leave with you is please, please, please do not compare yourself and your resilience to any other person. Yes, sharing your experiences and leading on others is good. But when you're measuring your recovery speed, when you're measuring your ability to endure with someone else's who may have gone through the same event as you, it could possibly leave you feeling inadequate and then it can impact your own process. You do not need to compare yourself to anyone else. You are you, you're an individual, your pace is your pace and that's the only pace that matters. If anything, compare yourself to former versions of yourself. Are you better than what you were a year ago? Are you better than what you were 10 years ago? That's the only person you should be comparing yourself to. Just know that bouncing back from difficult times will always seem like an overwhelming task before you do it. But resilience is something that either you have it or you don't. But the good thing about it is it's something you can build. You can build the bounce back. And so that's really important. When we get back, we're going to talk about and close out with some tips on practical things that you can do that I think are going to be necessary to continue with dealing with the aftermath of 2020 and still being in the midst of COVID. Be back in just a second.
Welcome back. And so we're in our final segment and I wanted to just give some practical tips on bouncing back from 2020 and boosting your resilience and your inner strength during a time of chaos, because that is really what we're dealing with. This quote by Marcus Aurelius is one that I think really applies to what we've been dealing with and what we're we're going through currently. He says, you have power over your mind, not outside events. So realize this and you will find strength. No, we cannot change the pandemic, but I can control my thought process. I have power over how I think about it, perceive it, and deal with it. And that is what this is about. It's about finding that inner strength, boosting and developing that resilience, and doing it in the midst of chaos. So let's just start with that. First tip, please learn how to have self-care during chaos. We know that what we're used to doing for self-care has been limited in certain ways. So we may have been a person who went to the gym, but the gyms may not be open the way they used to be in your city or state. You may have been a person that liked to go hiking, but we know that all hiking trails are not necessarily open the way they used to be pre-COVID. I know for me, there are a couple of trails that are close to me that I like to go to. One has a waterfall that is really pretty, and that particular trail has been closed down for a certain period of time, for months probably, because of COVID. And I live in California, so that might be part of the reason why we have had very strict COVID regulations here. So how do you find a way to still have self-care while chaos is going on? Number one, you need to know that it's important because you have to restore your equilibrium. And that's really what self-care does. Having self-care allows you to restore your balance and you cannot take it for granted. So there may be a lot of different things that you have to look at on ways to do that. You can still go out and do walks and jogs in your neighborhood. Just make sure you take your mask. So if you come within close contact with the person on the street, you could put your mask on. That is a way for you maybe to change or adjust a self-care routine that you had, which was maybe going to the gym. You can do that. Maybe you cannot go visit places that you like to go to, like museums or traveling. There's ways for you to do that virtually. I found out that there are some of the bigger museums, the more historic museums like the Louvre and others worldwide that are actually doing virtual tours of their museums. And you can sign up for them. There probably is a fee for a lot of them to do it, but it's not as expensive, obviously, of traveling to these places to do it. So you can still get your your fix of seeing art or going to another place, but you do it in a virtual way. No, it's not the way you would want it to be. But we have to understand that when life gives you something that's unexpected, you have to learn how to pivot. And this is definitely the season of pivoting. So find ways to be creative, to still have your self-care in the midst of chaos. It may be having your, your bath time and turn it into a spa experience with your bath bombs and your candles or whatever it may be. Find ways to do that. But you have to have self-care. It's really important 
because it allows you again, like I said, to restore that balance and recharge from all the things that are draining you because of the everyday life experiences that you have to keep going through. The next tip is to accept the things that you cannot change. According to Susan Luck, the director of nurse coaching at Resilier Health, she's also a board, she's board certified in health and wellness coaching and holistic nursing. She says that one of the best ways that you can foster inner strength and resilience is by accepting the things that you can't change. You're not responsible for COVID. You can't change that. Racism may be something that will never be changed, but you can find ways to accept the parts that can't be changed and to focus on the things that can. It doesn't make sense to beat your head against a brick wall that will always be a brick wall. You can't change that wall into something else. So you have to make sure that you focus on the things in your life that are worth fighting for and don't beat yourself up and feel reduced when there are things that you can't adjust. Focus on what you can. Always from a mindfulness standpoint, Focus on the positives and not the negatives. Do things big picture, right? Focus on your bigger picture. It's not just about this moment in time. It is about making sure that you're focusing on your bigger plan. What is the plan I have for my life? What is my purpose? What am I trying to do? And focus on those things making sure that you're doing the things that are necessary. So accept what you can't change and work on the things that you can. This next tip, and I gave this tip at the beginning of COVID for people that were feeling overwhelmed, also for people that were overwhelmed with the racial injustices that they were seeing in this this country. It seemed like every time you turned on the news, there was another story of an unarmed person being shot or, you know, a a person having a mental health challenge that happened to be a person of color and how they were dealt with. And it can be overwhelming. Turn off the news and anything that you are getting information from that can be draining and pull you down. This is tricky because you want to make sure that you're informed. And I do believe in being informed. I know for me, there were certain periods of time where I watched the news more than I, than I normally have. I'm more, more of a reader than I am a person that watches TV, but the pandemic has adjusted that because I'm physically in the house. I'm not leaving. So I can have the TV on now and still be doing other tasks. So I found that my TV consumption has gone up, but I try to not watch the news as my go-to. I try to watch other things. So find ways that you can still get information and be informed without having to consume religiously what is coming in from news stations, right? You have to be able to disconnect. You have to be able to get your own perspective and not be fed a perspective from a bias one way or the other because all news comes with a angle. Give yourself time to process your own thoughts Focus on your well-being and how you feel about things happening, but you can also be informed about things around you. 
The next tip is to know that you're not alone. This is really important. This is making sure that you have that social circle that is there for you, even if it's in a virtual way. Stay connected to your loved ones. Have online groups, online text, you know, text chats or threads that you guys are all in where you check in with one another. Maybe once a week, you guys can get together virtually, whether it be just a hangout or some families like to do collective prayer with each other once a week. There are different ways that you can connect, but know that you're not by yourself. You have to make sure, excuse me, that you are not being disconnected and isolated because that unfortunately is detrimental to what we're dealing with. It can only be another issue on top of the issues that you're balancing. The next tip will be to realize or redefine your goals. This is really important. 2020 forced us to have to adjust the plans that we had. A lot of us had grand plans for things that we were going to do. You may have had plans to open a business and found struggling here vocally. I guess I've been talking a little bit too much. You may find that you may have had plans to do particular things in 2020 that you had to pivot and adjust. So that business that you wanted to open, you may have had to change how that business looked. Obviously, opening a restaurant in the beginning of 2020 was probably a great idea. You probably thought it out, had a business plan, etc. But you may have found that in your state, businesses like restaurants were one of the first things they closed down because they were considered to be high risk. You weren't able to do that. And the only thing that was open or available was having takeout, right? The takeout was a pivot. That was a way of you or a business adjusting to what was happening, right? You may have wanted to do social events where you wanted to start a sip and paint business and you realized that you couldn't physically have people come there, but you decided to take your classes online. I personally attended a virtual sip and paint with some of my sorors and we had a blast. It was really, really fun. They mailed us our materials, or you could have someone pick up the materials for you. And we did it together at the same time. They gave us instruction. They were showing us, like you would in person, what you're supposed to do, which colors to go to, which brushes to use. And it was a great time. Have flexibility. Be creative. The goals don't have to die. You just have to make the goals look different because of the circumstances. Maybe your mission just has to adjust. And you may find that in the adjustment, you gave longevity to your ideas and your purpose. So don't take it as a negative. It may be a positive. So I just want to leave out with saying that you're stronger than you realize that you are. COVID-19, all the political issues from last year, the social injustice, the protesting, and all the ugliness that came from 2020. You should know and realize that you are stronger than what you actually gave yourself credit for. No, we can't control what's going on outside. We can't change the pandemic. But what's amazing is that you can control how you react 
and you can develop a resilience and an inner strength during this time. So please, I'm not saying to bury your head in the sand. We cannot ignore what's going on around us, but we don't have to focus on that. That does not have to be the focus. Focus on you, focus on your inner self, develop your resilience using the things that I have mentioned on this and any other tips that you may have gotten during this time. So it was been has been great to be back with you guys. We're back in our regular swing of things. I do want to plug my other podcast that I have that deals with social issues, um, political commentary, um, pop culture, things of that nature. It's the Malika Uncensored podcast. You can also find it on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Google, anywhere that you get this podcast, you can find it. It's called Malika Uncensored. I definitely think that you um, will enjoy that as well. Different vein. So definitely this is the mental health one. But that one is a way where we talk about the things and the issues that people are afraid to really say out loud. I say those things. So definitely want to push that. And remember to take care of yourselves because you are the only you that we have. And that resource is necessary and needed. So have a great rest of your week. Remember, transforming yourself because you're trying to be a better version of yourself. Have a great rest of your week. Thank you for joining us on the Transforming Your Life podcast with Dr. Malika. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at TransformingPod. And you can also follow Dr. Malika's personal social media accounts at Dr. Malika Speaks, M-A-L-A-I-K-A. As always, we want you to like and subscribe the podcast. You can find it on Spotify, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere that podcasts can be found. As she always says, take care of yourself and take care of others. Have a great rest of your week.